Welcome to Coping with COVID-19, an editorially independent program from the editors of Modern Aesthetics Magazine and Practical Dermatology Magazine. In this episode, a panel of aesthetics experts discuss how they continue to protect their patients and staff while keeping their practices open amid a resurgence in COVID-19 cases as the Delta variant spreads throughout the U.S. Dr. Michael Gold hosts a panel of aesthetics physicians, including Drs. Doris Day, Mark Nestor, Joel Schlesinger, and Amy Taub. With the Delta variant, what, what we have today, how are we handling or how are you handling? And then everybody can pipe in how they're handling. How are you handling the offices? How are you handling anybody that's not vaccinated? How are you handling your patients any differently? Um, and so forth. So Mark. Okay, well, that's a lot. So let's start with the patients because we haven't changed our protocols at all. Uh, the patients are wearing masks and we're wearing a mask until we um, basically have to uh, examine their face. I'm still wearing a mask. So that really has not changed, never changed. We never changed that at all. Um, you know, even when things started getting much better, we figured it wasn't worth the risk. Um, from the standpoint of vaccination, it's very interesting because in Florida, there's obviously so much controversy over this. Our governor has one way of looking at it. The rest of the state has <laughs> another way of looking at it. Um, and the problem is that there's a big difference in terms of older and younger in my practice. Anyone older than 50, almost all of them are vaccinated. Younger, probably than 30, probably 20 or 30%. And, you know, I talk to every one of them and say, you know, you need to get vaccinated for you. People are dying, et cetera. And look at the difference. And I'm probably making some inroads in some of them, but some just will refuse. So that's that. Now, in terms of our employees, um, in my office, everybody's vaccinated. Okay. Uh, across our platform, you know, there are certainly people who aren't. We have taken CDC guidelines. That means that if you're not vaccinated, you're going to um, be tested once a week. That's becoming a little difficult because it's getting harder to get tested now that, that we have this tremendous influx in Florida and all the testing sites should switch to vaccine sites. So it's also harder to get testing done. The problem also with state law is we could test in the office, but we have to report positive and negative and it's a, it's a real problem from that perspective as well. So the big question really comes of what happens now with positivity. And what I was talking about before briefly is that the problem we have is that we're testing and the Delta variant is as contagious as chickenpox and people are getting infected whether they're vaccinated or not. They're not getting sick, very sick if they're vaccinated. Some are, but very few, but they're still based on the last CDC guidance able to spread the disease. So that really creates all sorts of problems. Number one, it's probably the same with almost any, you know, uh, with the flu and other things, but we don't test for that. So we don't know if somebody's vaccinated and they're not sick, if they're able to spread the disease. And we are with this because we're testing for it. So what we're doing is the, the latest CDC guidance came out on the 27th of July. And that basically says that if you are positive, whether you're vaccinated or not, you have to do the quarantine uh, until you're negative for your test or 10 days, basically. Uh, the same thing that we did before. What's changed a little bit, and it's a little bit, is that if you are vaccinated and you're exposed, you could still work, wear a mask, and then three to five days later get tested and decide 
if it's positive or negative at that point, okay? That's not the case if you're not vaccinated because the concern is that there will be such a high level of um, positivity and expose people with this new variant. So, you know, we're just grappling through this. The problem we're gonna have is that kids are not vaccinated. They're spreading it through their families. So we have a, a number of employees who have been exposed. They're out of the house, uh, they're in the house. They're not coming to work. And we're, we're really ramping up as the school year goes. And I don't know if you've seen the controversy, but our governor has said no mass mandates in school. So people are gonna get infected. Um, we have to wait and see how this is gonna impact our practice. All right, we'll go to we'll go to the we'll go to Joel next. I'll tell you we have schools here are opening already. So one school opened last Thursday, and today they reported 178 kids in quarantine in a high school of about 700 kids. So it, it's and they have no mask mandate there. I mean we're like you. So I mean in in Nashville they're try, they're having an emergency meeting on Thursday. They start on Tuesday. So we'll see what happens. You know, we are uh, much the same. Uh, Nebraska has no mask mandate. And uh, so we go into the uh, local grocery store and nobody is wearing masks at all. Uh, now in our office, we wear masks and we've had patients wear masks uh, since the pandemic and they're still wearing masks. And so that part is working well, but the, the challenge is of course, anywhere else that you're going. And of course the, as you say, the, the high uh, potential uh, possibility of uh, becoming infected, even if you are vaccinated. Uh, from the standpoint of our staff, we are nearly fully vaccinated now. It's been uh, a really rough uh, situation trying to get the last you know, few people vaccinated, but we're very close to it, which is great. And, uh, you know, it's just, a, again, a, a question of uh, being honest with people, being care, uh, being uh, nice to them, being caring enough to explain the reasons that you feel that we feel vaccination is the right thing to do. And I think that it's, it's really helped a lot, frankly, that uh, when you watch the news now, you're seeing real people talk about the impact. Like, I think that the, the best move that they've had is to put nurses on TV talking about patients dying rather than uh, people in white coats. And I think that that's, that's really turned around a lot of people's minds. So uh, some good, some bad. I think that we, we have you know, a lot to go. Doris, so your your mayor today decided that September 13th that indoor people have to have vaccination cards. So is that also count in doctor's offices? It's hard for me even to come up with words. And you know, it's never hard for me to come up with words, but <laughs> I am I am at a loss in terms of my level of frustration because on the one hand, COVID is very serious and I take it very seriously. This this infection, this disease is a real problem. It causes long-term complications for people who, who get it, who aren't otherwise protected and people who, are, who have comorbidities. And we need to protect those people as much as possible. On the other hand, as physicians, we know that there are plenty of things that people die of that are, are really deadly. Two people die in this country every hour of melanoma. And we don't tell people not to go out in daylight. And we're not allowing 
you know, I, I think one of the biggest problems is that we really don't have full information and full transparency. We have desperation and control, and we keep saying we're in the middle of a pandemic. We just have to take these radical measures and do these things. When in reality, if we sit down and now look at data, we know a lot more than we did when when this first started. And and I don't feel like we're using that data that we're we're, we're polarizing scientists politically and we're making drugs left wing and right wing. We're not looking at all the measures we can take. I mean, I would love to see more data on masks and exactly how much they protect. There's no real studies that I've seen and I'd love to see them and hear about them. I'm not saying masks don't work, Mark. I'm not saying that at all. I think masks are very helpful when they're done properly, but I don't think it's a one size fits all where we should all wear masks at all times. We had the Surgeon General saying that parents should wear masks indoors at home with their kids in many situations. And I, I, I think that these messages that are so conflicting are what makes people hesitant about the vaccine. Now, that being said, everybody in my office got vaccinated right away. They were thrilled to get vaccinated. I'm in a very lucky space in that everybody I encounter is excited about the vaccine and they're not lying about it. I mean, my staff went with me to get vaccinated. We all did it together. And my patients are vaccinated and people that I encounter are happily vaccinated. So I'm not in that position of saying, well, some people don't want it and I have to deal with that. When I'm on radio, I, I talk about the vaccine, vaccine safety. I talk about the questions I had about the vaccine when it was first being developed and some of the concerns. I think it's reasonable to have concerns and then weigh the risks and benefits. But to be honest with people about about these things and understand that it's not a one size fits all and that even if you get vaccinated, you can still get COVID. It's not a therapeutic, it's a protective to help your body fight it off better. But we may still look at other medications, whatever they are, there's a whole host of them out there. I don't wanna name names because then it becomes about those things. But anytime we talk about anything other than, than a vaccine, it becomes that you're anti-vax. And I don't think that as, as scientists, as physicians, we should limit what we talk about to only vaccines and masks. There's a lot more we can do to help people not get sick and die of this disease that we're really not focusing on. Then all of a sudden it comes about out to, well, there's bad studies out there. There's no good studies out there. And we start saying, well, I know we're in a pandemic, but we need solid data. So then if we need data, we should look at data for a lot of things. So I think the frustration that I'm feeling are things that I hear, things that I'm seeing. The science is continually, continually evolving. And as we learn more, we, um, we have to change our approaches. And, and that's reasonable as a physician. I know this, things that I believed before I know, you know about medications or outcomes or whatever, we learn from experience and, and, and studies and we learn that it's not what we thought it was and that's okay, but we need to be able to have those conversations, debate, disagree and, and expand our fund of knowledge and to be honest with the public about these things. Maybe if you've had COVID, you should space out the second vaccine a little bit further, not follow the same schedule as someone who's never had COVID. Maybe we should talk about people who talk about side effects and not just dismiss it and say that's not the vaccine, but say, yeah, those things can happen, but this is what it really means for your long-term health. It doesn't mean that if you miss a few periods, you're never gonna get pregnant. You know, it doesn't mean that 
it was necessarily the vaccine. Let's think about other explanations for this. Let's take all your symptoms seriously. Let's report everything we see and not tell you that it's not the vaccine or just suck it up because it's for the greater good. But give people enough respect to acknowledge their concerns and help them through it. It's kind of what Joel was saying. It's about being kind and about you know, about helping to educate people by meeting them where they're at, not pushing them and bullying them and asking for passports and, and proof in these ways. I, I think those things aren't, are nece aren't necessarily bad. And maybe if it's something that's that contagious and that deadly, it might be necessary in the short run. But I'm not sure that the Delta variant is that. I'm not sure that we want to give up our freedoms to that extent and say that, you know, make this excuse of, this pandemic as a reason to sacrifice what makes this country what it is. I just don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, I just, I just don't know. It worries me a little bit. Um, in my office, my, my patients wear masks in and out, but I don't always wear a mask when I'm seeing a patient, if we're all vaccinated and we're all asymptomatic. Um, and I, I always have my patients feel comfortable to take off the masks if they choose to. And we haven't had one patient get COVID after us. And we, we stay in touch with our patients. Not one staff member has had COVID, not one of my family members, not one of my staff family members. And last time Mark said that, well, it's the, the odds of where you are. And I agree with that. Where I am, people are vaccinated and our COVID rates are relatively low. And even the Delta variant rates are very are relatively low. And we're not, I'm not seeing in my circle of people and the way we're behaving, we're not party animals. We're not going to, you know, massive events where people aren't vaccinated. So that's how I feel. Well, that's good. Look, everybody has to have the, that their own thought process. Amy, what you, what are you doing? <clears throat> We're, I'm not requiring uh, proof of vaccine unless, like before, if somebody's going to be taking their mask off for 10, mi 10 minutes or more. Um, then either they need a proof of vaccine or they need a test. We, we have the immediate test, so we don't have a problem with testing. And I don't have a problem with reporting positive tests because invariably, whenever you report the positive test, they have to get retested anyway. Um, we, so I'm, I want a third vaccine. I don't know. And I, what I told my, too. what I told my staff, Today, my entire staff is vaccinated and I did mandate it and require it. In fact, when we hire new people, we require them to be vaccinated within you know, a month or something like that. Or I think we even changed that. Like they just can't even be hired unless they're vaccinated. Um, so I feel pretty strongly about this. I don't feel like it's impinging on my freedom. I mean, I don't like it, but I don't want to get COVID and I don't even if I've been vaccinated, I don't want to take that 3% chance that I'll wind up in the hospital. And frankly, after not being sick for a year and three quarters, I really don't even want to be sick, period. Um, so I basically told my staff today that I recommend that they use only KN95 or N95 masks in public because I don't believe that the other masks are going to be sufficient for this level of you know, virus where it's, it may not be more deadly, but it's definitely more contagious without any question, because we know that if it's the level of chickenpox, that basically means if you're in the room breathing the same air as the other person, there is a high likelihood that you're going to get it. Um, now, 
What is the likelihood? How contagious is chickenpox? I mean, we say it's chickenpox, but no, we haven't had chickenpox in a long time. I don't remember how contagious chickenpox was. Dream. So measles we know is 90%, but what's chickenpox? I thought it was 94%. Yeah. Chickenpox? That's pretty high. It is the one of the highest con uh, contagious diseases. So they're saying that the Delta variant is 94% contagious. And is that what they're saying? They're saying it's- so Why don't they just say that? 10 to 50 times more contagious than the other variants. Now, the problem with that is that it also means you have higher levels of virus because of that aspect of it. So not as more contagious, you get higher levels of virus. And so, with higher uh, levels of virus, you presume, and I don't know, again, we're not going to know the data for a while, but you presume that those particles may be, you know, wandering around the room for a while. And also, I take cues from the places that, you know, we're in the middle of, you know, you could say we want data. We have data. We have real world data, which is even better. And when you look at Israel, who's way ahead of the curve, they are now giving everybody a third vaccine. It's been shown that right. it really bumps up your immunity. So I'm mad at the US for lagging behind. I realize it's a big deal for them to come out and say, you can get a third vaccine. But I called Walgreens this morning and I said, I'm just gonna come over and pay for it. And they said, well, we can't give it to you unless the CDC recommends it. And I'm like, what kind of nonsense is that? It's so um, upsetting. This is- I think this you is should get a third odd. vaccine if you want a third vaccine. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I also think you could probably just walk in and say, I want the vaccine. I, what do they even do anyway? Like, are they happy to give anybody- yeah, You're in a database. You're in a database. If you oh, you have, are? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. so I'm, oh, well. a, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a vaccine site. All right. And so we saw that amazing surge when we first started doing it. And now it's five to 10 people a day. Um, and I want a third vaccine, too. And I can't even give it to myself. So Why? Uh, not yet. because, because, I, because, because it's all data based. Right. No, there's so what about if there's the leftover vaccine? So yeah, if it's right leftover now, vaccine, the, if it's leftover vaccine in today's world, you throw it out. So I the issue is, Doris, the issue is that. I think part of it is that there is limited amount of vaccine that's available, not just for us, but the whole world. And I think the issue is the CDC is saying, you know, Pfizer said, hey, we should give the third vaccine, the booster. And the CDC is saying, hold on, we don't have enough data yet to say that it's good. Israel is saying over 65, or if you're immunocompromised, you should get the third vaccine starting in September. That's what they're doing, okay? And I think that at one point, they're going to, at least for the J&J &J vaccine, we had one, recommend another vaccine for that. And that's what I understand is gonna happen first. And they'll probably open it up in the near future when they feel they have enough. Because don't forget, a lot of people feel like us and they're gonna be you know, 100 million people automatically going out and saying, I want the third vaccine. And if there's not left over for the people who have been vaccinated yet, which is bumping up, that's gonna be difficult. Now, a couple of, of points stars that you made. Number one, there is really good data on masks, especially N95 and KN95. No, 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 I'm not talking about masks. I'm talking about face coverings. People don't wear those things. People oh, no, no, wear no, no. I agree with you. 
those I'm talking about face coverings. Yeah, like those the stuff don't that work. people wear. Masks, I know that there's, uh, on most masks, when people wear them properly, but people are wearing face coverings. They're not I wearing think. masks. They're wearing yeah. anything. And I, I think that you just walk in, you just go like this over your face with something. And meanwhile, talking about that, I saw so many eye infections and styes because people are touching these things. They're not washing them and they're touching their face. These things are germ riddled. And, and I think in some cases, the way that we're, we're, we're doing this, we're making things worse and we're not making things better because people aren't doing it properly. So just saying mask mandate and then having everybody selling whatever as a pretty face covering, calling that a mask. I mean, you have people with like the, the gas masks that you can't recognize them to, to people wearing just the stock over their face or you know just nothing. So um, that's the problem. And, and I think you have to go location by location. So I agree with so I an, one thing. The problem is that the reason you guys are low in New York is because you guys have been so fastidious in terms of being ahead of the curve. As soon as you back off on that, your numbers are going to go up to the point that you can't turn back. So this is really the key issue. You're great because of what you've been doing in New York. Okay. Yeah, we've gone bankrupt. So yeah, I mean, we're great, but we're not great. There's a cost to that too. And it's, it's, not, it's not all good. I mean, you, th there was a way to do this going forward. We can't go back, but there's a way to do it by looking at what worked and what didn't and not put people through things that they don't have to go through. This city is suffering. I mean, New York City may not be able to come back for a long time. And you say, well, lives were saved, but lives and businesses were also lost. And to talk about that shouldn't be considered um, insensitive. You know, there's, there's people who, who, who put everything they had into what they had here and have nothing to show for it, zero, just pulled out from under them really for no reason. And the streets are dirty. We're, we're parked with homeless. Like this city is really, I've lived here my whole life. I still live in the same building I grew up with. And for that number, we're being put in really difficult positions, which we should be able to do better than that by now. But, the, but uh, and I'll type in, the alternative is if New York could be a ghost town without the vaccine. It still ghost town. But it's it could terrible. be a dead ghost. It could be a dead ghost. Okay, town. but see, that's the problem is that when I say something, then it comes back with, the, well, people didn't die. But you know what? They don't look at the people who did. And and the thing is that I understand in the short on what they did and why it was done. I closed early. I take this really seriously. I'm not saying any of this is bad. I'm just saying that we're not looking at, we're, we're making it a one size fits all and we're using a cannonball to hit a nail in many going forward. At this point, we should be able to do better than we're doing, than putting just these massive restrictions on people and not looking at all the measures that we can look at and, um, so and let, making let me, people so let me throw out a, let, me, business. let me throw out another scenario. Um, again, I'm just, you know, things that are coming up in our lives. So, how many people are going to a wedding in a city that's going to be an indoor wedding with young and old, some vaccinated, some not vaccinated, um, indoors? And how comfortable are you without just, any kind of mandates? We, we literally just got back from a wedding in Singer Island, Florida, where it was in a enclosed uh, Marriott and 
I felt very uncomfortable. It was, it was- But, but you went. Well, I had to, but you know, it was, it was a, it was a family wedding and you know, that's what, what you do. You go, you go to your family weddings and that's where it, it comes down to people do things that they don't feel comfortable doing, but they do it. So we have a family wedding in, in the Poconos in the end of the month and it's an outdoor wedding and it's in a camp. And not only do you have to have a vaccine card to get into the camp, you have to have a negative test to get into the camp. Right. Uh, you know, and so that excluded some of my family members um, who are we know that are not vaccinated. And you know, it's a shame, but it, it's you know it, that's the choice that the bride and groom and family made. And so, Good you for know, this, I think guests you know, have to respect that. I think you know that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a. I, I think guests need to respect that. If you have family members and you want to know that you've protected their safety, then that's your prerogative. It's your family event, and you and I, I, I people have a prerogative to go or not to go. In our area, the high school is about to open or opened, and they are requiring masks indoors, other except for when you eat, and they're also requiring. That if you don't have a mask, you have to be tested once a week to be able to get. Or if you don't, guidelines. You don't, if you're not vaccinated, you, yeah. So that's we, not unreasonable. So, if you're not vaccinated, you should get tested. Right. The but, C, but, C guidelines. Had, but how do you again? You have to show the vaccine card in order to do that, which then brings up, you know, a lot of things. People don't want to show them. It's against you know. It's your freedom. It's your whatever. I don't. Well, you but know, yes, you have a, the right. Look at what's happening. Number one, major corporations are requiring vaccine. Period. Okay. New York is going to require to go into a restaurant. Okay. Starting in September, you have to show your vaccine card. I I think that's not unreasonable for people who want to feel comfortable. You know, in terms of what they're doing, you have I to. I think that's what's going to happen. And I think. I think that's what's going to happen. And I think that will push more people to get vaccinated. And I honestly think that if we could get everybody vaccinated, then we would be able to get back to more normal sooner. There are also, uh, there are little things that we do that hopefully we're uh, contributing to people getting vaccines. So for example, we won't even interview a person for a job if they're not vaccinated. So you know, if you don't, if you're not vaccinated, we're not giving you the chance to, to come in and wait a month or whatever. It's like, you don't even get an interview with us. Um, the other thing that we're doing is any vendor who comes into our office, if you're not vaccinated, you don't get, you don't get to come into the office. So all the drug reps, they, they better be vaccinated. And I can tell you, there are a lot of drug reps out there that are not vaccinated. So. Right, that's an absolute true statement, Joel. And but we haven't changed that. So I haven't changed any policy like Mark. That's Everybody so wears sad. masks. It's so sad. Yeah, just, we we have. It's such we, a pity that we can't reach those people. I know. We we have a space in our office that we put when we started letting the reps back. They know where they they come in a separate door. They stay there. We come to them. Um, and we haven't changed that because I know a bunch of these in people. Our office. We're doing it by Zoom. Yeah, because there a lot of them are not vaccinated. Right. But um, we can problem. we can make a positive uh, impact by telling them that you don't get to talk to us if you're not vaccinated. And it's little things like that that show our um, commitment to vaccination. And are you making the reps show cards? Yeah, we do. I'm not. Okay. 
I'm yeah, not, actually, I just yeah. believe them. I don't, I just believe people. I take, I do believe people. Like if I ask a patient if they're vaccinated, I believe them. I mean, I choose to take people at their word. And I, I've had a few people tell me, a few patients tell me that they're not vaccinated. And then we just talk about why. And, um, and then I try to encourage them. I always find it's funny when somebody smokes, but won't get the vaccine. I just think that's hilarious. I, I don't, I mean, there, there's things oh, that no, are bizarre. I mean, it's probably the same thing. It's risk. They don't care. It's risk taking. We, we asked on our, on our intake form, we asked, do you have, have you had a vaccine? If so, which one, how many times, how many shots, if it's the two, and if you're not, would you like one today? That's I mean, nice. That's I, I can't give it. How many people do, tend to do that, Michael? How many people you do I, get so, to live So as I said, we're doing about 10 a day now, but we were doing about 40 or 50 a day when it's first started. Um, that's, that's, awesome. Awesome. that's awesome, Michael. Yeah. But, I've, and, and of all this thing, I've had one patient who filled it out. And when the nurse was bringing her back into the exam room, she started screaming at my nurse about how dare you keep asking me if we're vaccinated and enough is enough already. And, and she was vaccinated. I mean, and, and so she was screaming in the hall and I, and I had, a, I came up from where I was working and I said, what's the problem? And she said, you people are just going on and on about the vaccines and leave us alone. And it's not your choice. And I said, it's my choice, whether you're here or not. And now you've just lost that privilege. So please leave. You no, know, I think sometimes <laughs> and, they just need a hug. I think there yeah, is a level so of frustration, but I get you're frustrated if, too. If they're rude. I mean, yeah. I, I, I get yeah. frustrated. I get frustrated because you know, we're trying to get back to some sort of normality. We're trying to get back yeah. on the road. We're trying to do all I this stuff. You. I don't even want to get on airplanes, you know, to, to travel because I know 80% of those people are not vaccinated. And the funny thing is you have to wear masks in airport. And there's, you know, the simplest way not to wear a mask on the airport is to bring a bag of nuts and sit there all day and eat your nuts. You're not wearing, you're not going to have to put your mask on. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's 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 ridiculous to me. So you know, for somebody who loves to go and go and go, I just want to go to my house in North Carolina and just do nothing. There you go. No, I, I I we had a bear this weekend. That was the most exciting thing in the world. You know, but other than that, I don't want to know these things. You know, I don't want to do this. But it's time, and we've got to get people vaccinated, and we've got to get you know, we, we have to, we have to show the way and all this stuff. So let me ask a question one more on before we, if we, if we want to change subjects. So I have a situation in my office where one of my best nurses called us on Friday, husband, both vaccinated. He developed COVID um, and we told her that she couldn't come in until she had at least a, a negative test three or four or five days later. Uh, obviously on Sunday, the child who's not vaccinated got sick. And this morning she called and she started running a fever. So she's probably got it and she's fully vaccinated. So our office policy, which sort of implemented today is we will cover her because she's totally vaccinated on sick time and we'll cover her time waiting for you know the tests and all that kind of stuff. So, but if somebody is not vaccinated, and again, some of you don't have this issue and some have a few like I do that are still not vaccinated. If somebody is not vaccinated and they are exposed or get sick, are you gonna cover their sick time? No, and, that, and then more and more companies are doing that. And we have that across our plan and we have 600 employees. 
So that is something that we're doing. We're, we're instigating. We're telling them you don't have to get vaccinated, but if you're exposed, if you're sick, it's on your own time and you're not getting paid for it. Amy? Everybody's vaccinated and right. we do have people who are, we recently had a staff member who developed it. We are tracking and tracing. So in other words, we have cameras all over. We saw, he actually didn't interact with anybody, but if he had, we probably would have had that person uh, quarantine for five days, take a test. And then before it was 10 days, but with this, this, apparently this virus, you get it a little bit quicker, which is in some ways good, just so we don't have to sit around for 10 days. So if somebody is exposed, we'll let them get a test after five days of quarantine. And then if it's okay, we'll probably test them the following week, but they'll be able to come back. You're paying them on all this. Oh yeah. Well, well if they're Joel, vaccinated. You, yeah, I don't Joel, have anybody that's not vaccinated. Yeah, Joel, so. you have a you still have a few like I do that are not. So yeah, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't pay them unless are you, pay, are you it's federally them, mandated. Joel? I would just say, look, you made a choice and you picked up this virus, and I'm not gonna pay you for your time off. If they have mm -hmm. paid time off, they could use it. One one of them is pregnant, so we're not pushing that one until right. she's done. But she will, she, you know, what we're, we've told our pregnant uh, employees that are not vaccinated is that we will not have them back until they are vaccinated once they go on maternity leave. Uh, the others are offsite, working offsite, so it's no big deal uh, for us on those other, I think, two people. But we're still working with them. Um, but. You know, the answer is if, if somebody does get uh, COVID despite being fully vaccinated, I definitely would uh, feel uh, like we should help them out in some, some way, shape or form.